Exodus chapter 32, verse 1, the Bible says, And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods, which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we are not what is about is become of him. We know the story a little bit, and we'll be going over it right now. This is the time they're, they're out of Egypt. Moses goes up the mount. He, he, he's spending time with God. He's taking some time. And then the children of Israel are like, all right, what's going on? He's taking his time. And what ends up happening, you know, they, they get impatient with Moses. They get impatient with God. And they, they make one, a huge, huge mistake. I apologize. I'm thinking in Spanish. And I'm trying to get this going. You know, I normally speak in Spanish. And I've gotten so used to the Spanish Bible and everything. I'm, I'm like translating in my head. <laughs> I apologize. Um, so they become impatient with God. They make a horrible decision, and they go to Aaron, the, uh, my pastor used to say the assistant pastor. You know, sometimes assistant pastors, they make crazy. I was an assistant pastor back in my home church, and every time I would do some crazy stuff, I was a youth pastor, I would come back, and my pastor would like, mijo, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> and I just smiled. I, I love you, pastor. You know, just, you know. <laughs> But sometimes as assistant pastors, we make some crazy decisions, and we do some crazy stuff, especially as youth pastors. Aaron over here in this situation, he makes a horrible decision. He's like, all right, well, verse 2, he says, you know, break up the golden earrings. He gets everything, all the earrings, all the gold, and they make a golden calf. And the audacity of the, the children of Israel to say, all right, let's worship this calf. And they even end up saying that this is the calf, this is, the, this is Israel's God. The God that took us out of Egypt. Because Israel became impatient with Moses and became impatient with God, they made a horrible, horrible decision. Today I would like to speak about impatient with God. Impatient. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for being so good. I, I pray, Lord Father, that you be with us today. Fill me with the Holy Spirit, Lord Father, to preach and teach your word. That it may be your words, not mine, Lord Father. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. First, we see the children of Israel became impatient. Sometimes when we become impatient with God, it causes us to make radical decisions. And this is all over in our life. It might be with our finances. It might be with, their, with, with, uh, with job opportunities or even young people with dating life or, or, or maybe schooling or, or whatever, it may, when we, whatever it may be. But it can be that we, when we become impatient with God, we make radical decisions. Now, I can give you many verses. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 27, verse 14, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Proverbs 20, verses 22. No, uh, um, wow, I was about to say Spanish. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it's Spanish in me. Say not thou, I will recompense evil, but wait on the Lord, and he shall save thee. 
Psalms 37 verse 34 says, Wait on the Lord and keep his ways, and he shall exalt thee in the, to inherit the land. There's, I can go on, and there's many verses where the Bible tells us to wait on the Lord, and he will provide. Wait on the Lord, and he will guide us. Wait on the Lord, and he will give us what we need. But the moment that we become impatient with God, and we start making our own decisions, we make some radical, horrible decisions. Here, the children of Israel, they're waiting. Moses, when are you coming? Moses, what's going on? Oh, Moses is not coming down. He's still talking to God. Okay, you know what? Let's just get everything. Let's, let's make And they start going into the customs of the Egyptians from where they came out of. They bring the gold and they start worshiping a golden calf. That's horrible. And it goes wrong. And it's horrible. When, when we make radical decisions, it affects us. How many times when we get impatient with God and, and we get impatient, we don't wait. Things go wrong. I think that has happened to everybody. I, I can tell you this as a man. My pride. It happens to us. It happens to this many times. My wife, Judy, just looks at me and he's like, I told you. <laughs> and I have to say, I, you're right. I, I apologize. I should have waited. I should have waited on what God had for me. We make decisions sometimes we're not even asking God, God, what do you think? God, what should I do? God, where should I go? Should I do this or not? Should I buy this or not? Should I go here or not? And we make radical decisions that affect us. And then we ask ourselves why we're in the position that we're in. Because we never waited on God. Here Israel first. They got impatient with God. That they made a horrible decision. Next we see how the children of Israel... Verse 4 tells us, in the middle of verse, they said they made a golden calf. And they say, they have the destiny to say, verse 4, These be the gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Now, I want to go into the study with, with me, please. They have this gold. Now, remember, Israel, they were slaves in Egypt. How is it that a nation that was in slavery to Egypt, how is it that they have this gold? This was obviously blessings from God. They have gold. How, how is it that slaves have gold and they leave out of Egypt and they, they, they go home with, they're going home with all this gold? Well, this is blessings from God. God gave them that. God allowed them to have gold, to have jewelry. But it's sad that the very same blessings that God gave the children of Israel, they brought them together and they started worshiping the blessings that God gave them. In the same way the children of Israel start worshiping their blessings that came from God and they put their blessings as their God, how can... We can make that same mistake. 
not only becoming impatient with God and waiting on God, but when God blesses us and he gives us what we have and we start worshiping that what God gave us. Those blessings were, oh yeah, we have, we have blessings, but when we start worshiping it and then we, it starts taking away from God's time. My relationship with him. I start spending more time with my blessings than with God. And I put God aside and I start leaning more towards my blessings. Here the children of Israel, they start worshiping the blessings that God gave them. Why? Because they became impatient. They were impatient with God. And they start worshiping the blessings that God gave them. We have to understand, God gives us our talent, God gives us the blessing, and all the honor and glory goes to Him. If it weren't for Him, we wouldn't have it. But then when we start leaning more towards, I got this, it's me because I know, and we go more because of our knowledge and more because of our blessings and what we've done, we forget what God has done for us. And we make our decisions more on, oh, because I know. Oh, because I've done it. And we, and we make our decisions based more of our wisdom rather than God's wisdom. Here, the children of Israel, they became impatient with God that so much that they, they made a horrible decision. And they started worshiping the very same blessing that God has given them. They make a golden calf and they made a horrible mistake. And they had the audacity to say, this is the God that brought us out. I, 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 I study this and I, my mind goes just crazy. Like just imagine being there when the sea opens up. That's amazing. Just, just seeing what God did for them. Leaving Egypt. And then to say at the end, after seeing all of that, to say, oh, he didn't do that. But let's be honest. Sometimes we're like that. How many times does that not happen to us? God has been so good to us. God has changed us and transformed us. And yet sometimes we have the audacity to say, well, I changed. I did it. No, it's God that doesn't change in our lives. It's God that does everything in our lives and even our ministry. One of the things that I'm learning right now in, in, my, in, in pastoring, honestly, pastoring is not easy. It is not. I, I love the youth ministry. The youth ministry was huge for me, but I'm learning that pastoring is a whole different level. Whole different level. I thank God for the, the people, the mentors that God has put in my life. But one of the big things that I'm learning is patience. I have to be patient with the church. I have to be patient with people because I don't change people. It's God that changes people. I have to learn to be patient with my kids. I can't change my kids. God will change them. We can't control nothing. It's only God that controls and does everything. I have to wait on the Lord. But when I become impatient, I can make horrible decisions that could affect me as a leader, as a pastor, as a father, as a husband. When I 
act on my impatience. But here the children of Israel, we see another thing. They become impatient. They start bringing their blessings together. They make a God and they start worshiping their, their, their very own blessings. So Moses goes up. He's up in the mountain. There's something going on. God's talking to him like, hey, Moses, I'm not liking what's going on down there. God is a jealous God. He gets angry. Oh, he's, he's, he's upset. He's ready to let them have it. His own children. Kind of like us with parents and our kids. You know, I think every parent has been there. You know, where you're like, man, I'm going to kill this kid. <laughs> I'm there like, I'm at that stage right now with my kids. You know, pray for me. I'm still learning patience. This is for me, actually. You know. <laughs> I'm learning patience with my kids. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm going to kill this one. You know, God was about, he was just like, I'm done. After everything I've done, you have the audacity to say that this fake false God brought you out. But I want to see something awesome from Moses. Look at verse 10. Now, therefore, let me alone that my wrath may wax hot against them and that I might consume them. And I will make of thee a great nation. God speaking to Moses, saying, He's, I'm done with these people. And Moses besought the Lord his God and said, Lord, why do thy wrath wax hot against thy people, which thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt with, gr- with great power and with a, my- a mighty hand? Here Moses is speaking to, to God and saying, Hey, God, hold on. Let's, let's take a break. Let's take a pause real quick, God. Just think about it. I, don't, you don't want to kill him right here. What is Egypt going to say? That you took, you took your children out? You brought them out of the desert just to kill them? No, God, hold on. I know they did something horrible. I know it was stupid, but give me a minute. Hold on. Just let me go speak to them. Moses prays to God and he asks God and God says, all right, you better go deal with him or else I will. But we see something amazing from a leader right here. Now, Moses was hot. He comes down, he takes care of business. But Moses had love for his people that he cries out to God to hold his wrath on his children. In the same way, we ought to thank God for the people that pray for us. Oh, I'm a big believer of prayer. Oh, prayer works. But how many times, and I remember as a young person, how many times, even as a teenager in my rebellious years, I thank God that I had a mother and a father that was praying for me. To say, God, I know my son is stupid right now. Behold, please have mercy with him and do something in his life. Moses over here, he begs and pleads for his people. Oh, thank God for a mother that prays for her children. Thank God for a father that prays for his children. 
Thank God for pastors and leaders and Sunday school teachers that pray for their people. That even though we make horrible decisions, and yet we seek counsel and we ask her, Pastor, what should I do in this? And Pastor, you know, gives us wisdom. And yet we, because of our just pride, we still become impatient. We make the wrong decisions. Thank God there's pastors and leaders that pray for their people. And they say, God, please just have mercy on them. Here Moses was so, he was so, he loved the children of Israel. And he tells God, please, and, and we, we can say that he, he, he made God change his mind or whatsoever. You can study it. We just, but just, just think the heart that Moses had for his people. To ask God to hold his wrath on the children of Israel. Thank God for Moses. Thank God for pastors that pray for their people. God was ready just to to, to wipe them out. Why? Because they became impatient with God. But Moses says, God, please, hold on. Wait. We We can work this out. Some of us, maybe young people, We've made horrible decisions, or we're probably about to make a horrible decision. And the only thing that's holding us from the wrath of God is mom's prayer. Some young person probably is about to make a decision, or is probably in the process of making a horrible, impatient decision. But because you have a mom and a dad that's praying for you, that's holding the wrath of God in your life. Or even a a Sunday school teacher or, or a pastor When we become impatient with God, we make horrible decisions. Man, we have so much going on this year. God has been so good. But be careful in making horrible decisions. Be careful with being impatient with God. I know ministry-wise, Family-wise, yeah, we, we have plans. And we've learned real quick that when we have plans, sometimes it doesn't go our way. And it's very easy to become impatient with God. But His promise tells us to wait on Him. When we wait on God, God blesses. He takes care of us. I'll be honest with you. This is probably more a message for me. And I think pastor knows more than anyone that I'm learning patience in, in our ministry here. But I'll be honest with you, I know God's going to provide. I know it. God is so good. And I thank you, thank you, Eastland, for loving the Hispanic church. Thank you for your support. We still have a lot more to go. I know God's going to bless. But let's wait on the Lord. And he'll take care of it.